Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are in the world, welcome to Business Travel on the Fly. I'm Emma Woodhouse, and I'm on the communications team here at CWT. For our March episode, we're going to be talking about International Women's Day. In 2022, the theme for International Women's Day is Break the Bias. The campaign invites us to imagine a gender-equal world free of bias, stereotypes, and discrimination. A world that's diverse, equitable, and inclusive. A world where difference is valued and celebrated. From this theme, we asked Belinda Hindmarsh and John Pellant to speak to us about the role of the travel industry and work culture at this critical juncture. Belinda's SVP and Chief Operating Officer of Rumit in China. She spearheads the commercial development of Rumit, CWT's global hotel distribution division and operations in China, and she has over 20 years' experience in the travel tech space, having held various global operations, marketing, supplier management, and commercial roles. John Pellant is Executive VP and Chief Technology Officer here at CWT. John's at the forefront of delivering the company's 3.0 strategy, developing CWT's engineering and technology, innovation, and IT. Together, they lead CWT's Women's Employee Resource Group. Belinda, John, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Emma. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'd like to start on a personal note. The pandemic has created a real fork in the road for women and inclusion in general. There's some real harrowing stats out there. Women's jobs became 1.8 times more vulnerable in the pandemic and mothers were 47% more likely to have lost their jobs in lockdown. I think we have an opportunity now to advance or regress. So I'd like to know, why is equality important to you? Maybe let's start with you, John. When we look at how breaking the bias and how we make sure equality um, for women in particular, from a business standpoint and how we operate our business, it's absolutely key right? And making sure that we can drive CWT forward. But I'd say from a personal side, you know, I have a daughter, she's currently attending university and I look at her quickly approaching the workforce. And although this may sound cliche, it's, it's really close to my heart in that I look at her as, as talented as anybody that I see around energy, intelligence, and what she brings the table for a future employer, I want her to have all the opportunity in the world to be able to prove herself on an equal playing field. And to me, that's what it becomes, is giving people an opportunity that really is equal and let people prove themselves. And we know, and we've seen what that does in the business world to make the companies a better place to work to make them more successful in the marketplace. And I think that's the personal side of it for me is I want that for all of our employees and all of my colleagues around the world, both in in CWT and around the market. But on a personal side, um, I wanna see my daughter be able to be successful in whatever she drives forward based on her own merit. So it feels almost over-logical to say this, but. Uh, to John's words as well, creating an inclusive working environment where really everyone can contribute equally and reach their full potential is the right thing to do, uh, particularly in 2022. Um, From a business perspective as well, there is so much data out there now. You know, the statistics really speak for themselves. And companies who embrace diversity and have greater gender equality, particularly at leadership levels, they have the stronger financial results. So I think there are sort of logical human reasons to do this, but also some really strong, compelling business cases and information that's out there that prove that this is the right thing to do 
uh, for business as well. Excellent. I really hope that uh, in the years to come, things change for, for John's daughter and, and for all women entering the workforce. Um, so when we talk about work and the, and the changing world of work, I think in some ways the world of work has changed for the better in the pandemic. Flexible and hybrid working is proven to benefit equality and opportunity, but it also has the potential to create new chasms, one of which is proximity bias. So proximity bias is the notion that employees with close physical proximity, basically FaceTime with their team and leaders, will be perceived as better workers and ultimately progress further than physically present colleagues uh, and are also uh, earn more and, and, and are put forward for promotion more. Proximity bias disproportionately affects certain groups, including working mothers and those with disabilities. I would like to ask you first about your own experiences or thoughts about proximity bias and also what role business travel management can play in preventing it. I live in Rome in Italy and I've been in Rome for over 18 years now, which is clearly not a major business hub um, from many perspectives. But I have made it work through business travel, you know, getting regular FaceTime with my teams or with my leaders, uh, with the various global organizations I've worked with. Uh, whilst being in Rome. And, you know, I think for sure there's something in this, right? Proximity helps. It's important that everyone speaks the same language, understands the culture and the working ways within an organization to be successful and to progress and to build the relationships that can make getting business done so crucial. Um, that said, you know, based on my own experiences, there are ways to work around that, right? So I think getting that FaceTime in is, is absolutely critical. Having leaders who believe in you and really focus on the outputs and not where you are sitting to, to create those outputs and how you manage uh, you know, pan-European, for example, or uh, global teams in, in, in my case has been really critical. And I think that, um, you know, if anything, the pandemic has accelerated the acceptance of this notion that we don't all have to sit in the same office, you know, Monday, Friday to make things happen. So from that perspective, I'm a big believer that, you know, we've actually fast forwarded and making it a more level playing field for men and women to be able to contribute and progress uh, within their organizations, uh, even without having that physical day-to-day -day contact Monday to Friday in an office location. Right. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, I remember my own working experience before the pandemic and, and having to jump in an Uber because a meeting ran late, racing to collect my my son. So there's definitely feels like there's more balance in the world, but I, there's definite value in meeting face-to-face. -face. Uh, John, I'm interested from a male perspective about your personal experience or thoughts. Yeah, I think, you know, if I look at the travel industry and, and what CWT um, can bring to the to this subject and and where we can make a difference and how how are we thinking about that especially in the current situation right and where we have people working at at home and some people are starting to come back to the office when we look at what we can bring from a product and technology standpoint to make sure people when they're traveling feel safe when we make sure that accessibility is there for all and we look at things that we'll be bringing like sharing your itinerary making sure that others know where you're going to be and when you're going to be there messaging that's 24 7 real time being able to get to someone um, we have a, a tool we'd be putting out for check-in safe if there's a world event that takes place or an event in a certain location 
looking at those type of things to make sure that when people are traveling um, is really critical. And bringing kind of that inclusivity for people um, when you look at meetings that are that are happening both now as well as going forward, kind of in this new world, if you will, making sure that hybrid is an option. So we're working parents may have children at home and making sure that they're able to attend if they're not able to to travel and making sure those pieces are in place. I think, you know, one of the key things as well is making sure that you're getting feedback from your employees and making sure that you understand kind of how they're feeling as they move forward through this and, and what that looks like. And um, several of our customers have run surveys for their female travelers and making sure that they understand what's important to them when they're on the road and traveling, what makes um, that journey feel safe, feel accessible for them, and making sure that they can go forward. We need to take all of those experiences and that feedback into play to make sure that we can truly make sure the overall environment, whether that be you know, working in an office, getting on a plane, those journeys um, really do feel safe for people. Great. I think as business travel resumes, this is going to be even more critical, the duty of care element um, and, and the product and tech that supports safety for women. So that's really wonderful. I am also interested because I know you both have combined, you know, a huge amount of experience behind you. I wanted to know what you think is the secret to creating a working culture designed to break the bias. Yeah, I, I, I can start. And I think, you know, if I look at both my role within kind of the travel industry, but also being a leader in technology, women in technology is a key part of our success for the overall industry for CWT of making sure that there are opportunities. And I think about that with school when young women are in school coming up, whether it be for university or even um, prior to that, making sure that they understand the opportunities that are out there, that it doesn't have to be a male-dominated type of industry when you talk about technology, and that variance experiences that people bring to, um, to the overall technology landscape is really important. And I think when we look at also promoting within an organization and you look at varied experiences and what those different leadership styles will bring to an organization and different backgrounds um, really makes it stronger. And I think we have to be intentional about that and look out for those opportunities and make sure that we are looking across the landscape on a global basis and, and making sure that we're giving the opportunities there um, that are well-deserved to make us a stronger organization. And I think, you know, we can also do a lot around training um, and making sure that everyone in the wor workplace understands where we have biases in place that may be um, at the forefront or they may be um, just conditional biases that people have grown up with, making sure that we're breaking that down and doing that through training, but also being very visible. That's great. And I know you're doing such amazing work with the Women's Employee Resource Group. So there must be some really interesting elements from that too. Absolutely. And, and once again, I would echo John here. Emma, I think that um, one of the things he touched on is, is so critical. And these things don't just happen 
by themselves, right? The whole notion of being purposeful about what you take on to try and drive change. Um, you know, the training and the education and information sharing is definitely part of the ERG and uh, making sure that there's awareness. Um, you know, one big thing I think that helps dramatically is uh, micro inequities training, which uh, we have here at CWT. And I think it's that uh, unconscious bias that often uh, can make a huge difference if we address it uh, at the forefront and people are aware of what behaviours or comments can you know, make someone feel uncomfortable or uh, knock confidence, uh, which is often you know, part of the drivers why we, we, we need to overly encourage um, women in particular um, to step up and to take on new opportunities or raise their hand. Um, you know, it's, if you think about the recruitment space, it's a well-known fact that if there's a job description, uh, there are 10 requirements, you know, w women would be the ones that tend to look at it and go, okay, here are the things I don't have. So I'm not going to raise my hand and put myself forward um, versus their, their male counterparts. And um, I think things like micro inequities uh, plays a role in creating confidence. And um, there's definitely a need to encourage and educate to make sure that we are addressing some of these issues at the core. Uh, I think also in recruitment itself, you know, it's, it's another key lever if we're looking at trying to get equality at leadership levels. Uh, there are opportunities um, being smart about having candidate slates that, you know, for every senior role, you make sure that there is at least one candidate there that is a woman uh, on the slate. It forces that thinking and it forces us to make sure that we're looking around and looking across at people who would be a good fit for the role but haven't necessarily raised their hand. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of things we need to do, uh, but agree on it needs to be purposeful in the way we approach it. That's great. And it's so great to hear about about this encouragement. As I think it's a it's a daily practice that you know, women experience sexism every day. Uh, we've all had so many experiences in our lives. Uh, it's just really wonderful to hear that. So about that, when we talk about everyday sexism, I would love to end the podcast with asking you both a, a quick by question, which is what is one real world example or tip that you can share to help prevent everyday sexism or discrimination? So I'm happy to jump in here, John. I think for me, it's um, making sure that this is not a woman's issue, right? It's uh, making sure that women aren't portrayed as victims that need special treatment or help. Um, you know, women are super strong and resilient, uh, but there are some well-known structural reasons why gender equality is an issue in our world and our workplace. Um, and I think that making sure that men are part of the solution understand what needs to change to make sure that we address this uh, at the root cause and, and really partner together to address this as a, as a broader issue is one of the absolute key things in making a difference. One from a male perspective for me, it is listen and learn. And, and that is just coming from a standpoint of being humble, of not thinking that you have the answers and not trying to jump in and necessarily um, try to fix these things right away, but really listen and and have that open ear to what you can learn. And look, I consider myself very lucky and with CWT should consider yourself very lucky. We have a women CEO, we have ELT members of a really um, high level of, of experience and, and knowledge and, and ability to drive our business forward 
and working with people like Belinda that we're able to learn from, from a business standpoint and from an overall cultural standpoint. I think it really makes a difference. I think, you know, the other thing I would say for men out there, but probably everybody is be vocal, be vocal about your commitment. So it is fantastic that companies are putting policies in place and training and all of that should happen and that should be expected, but you need to be vocal in your commitment around this and make sure that it becomes personal when you see or hear something, take that personally, take it personally for who it's happening to and yourself and really take that opportunity to be vocal in your support and your commitment to the um, to bringing this forward. Thank you, John. That really resonates. For me, particularly the deep learning and listening part with everything that we're seeing in the world with conflict in autocratic leadership, the deep learning and listening feels really relevant for, for all of us, whatever agenda. Um, Belinda and John, thank you so much for joining us. We're really, really excited to be continuing this conversation and progress, not just on this day, but every day of the year so that the future is better and, and more equitable for all of our kids going forward. Until we meet again next time on The Fly. If you're keen to find out more about the future of travel and work from experts around the world, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.